Welcome back to Far From Perfect. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today I am helping you uncover why you don't look like you work out. Ouch, I know. But <laughs> this is all said with love, and this is honestly something that people ask me all the time. They'll say, Kylie, I'm working out, I'm lifting weights, but why do I not have definition? Why do I not look like I'm putting in all the effort that I'm putting in? And in this episode, I help to dissect a few of those different reasons so that you can get those outcomes that you want. Now, as I am recording this, it is at the end of the year. So there are a few things that I want to highlight from our sponsors. Number one would be Glow Pro Tans. It's that time of year. You guys, a lot of us are in the thick of it. We're, I'm talking about maintenance in this episode too. And in maintenance, sometimes we don't feel our best. One of the best ways you can feel your best is just by adding a touch of color. So you can go to glowprotans.com, enter my coupon code Kylie to save 10% on your order. With that being said, enjoy today's episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So I am tuning in this week with a, with a solo episode um, because in true to form, far from perfect style, I had a little bit of a scheduling mishap this week. Um, I'm supposed to be talking with Tara Woodland um, today, but I had it on my calendar as tomorrow, um, but it's okay. We're going to do it next week and I'm super excited, but this week um, it is something that I wanted I wanted to cover with you all and because it comes up a lot with people, whether you're a current client or you're someone out in the wild, um, you know, you're a follower on Instagram, I knew TikTok, um, people are always wanting to know, why do I work out all the time, but I don't look like I work out? And I want to go through a few possibilities of what might be happening if you're working out, like you're doing the things, maybe you're even following progressive overload strength training plan but you're not yielding the results that you want. And this is not to point fingers and blame. This is to help you strategize to see, okay, what can I do to make sure that I actually look like I'm putting in all this effort because I know you're putting in the effort, right? I know you're doing the things. I know you're trying to eat your protein. I know you're getting to bed early. I know that you're going and getting your workouts and you're doing your steps for the most part. So we want to have that payoff. So let's dive into it right off the bat. And, you know, speaking of progressive overload, let's like, st let's start with how are you working out? So if you're still going into the gym without a plan, like those days need to be over. You need to be following a plan, a progressive overload strength training plan so you can monitor your progress and also efficiently and effectively build muscle. We want building muscle to be our main focus, even if you don't want to be a bodybuilder, right? It's not about that. It's about having this foundation. If you want to look lean and athletic, if you want to be athletic, you need to have muscle. You need to be focusing on getting stronger. And you just don't get that with your reformer classes, with 
your Orange Theory, with your F45, with the circuits, with the boot camps, with the spin, right? Those things are fun. They have a place. We can do them once or twice a week, but we don't want that to be the main focus of our workouts, right? We want to be lifting weights and not just going into the gym and like not having a plan, but understanding, okay, when I go into the gym on Tuesday, this is what I'm going to be doing. And I'm improving this week because today I got 10 reps instead of eight reps last week at the same weight, or because I went up 2.5 pounds in this move compared to last week, or I was able to do one more set, or I am able to able to squat deeper. I've got better uh, range of motion, better form. This is why it's important to be following this plan so you can track your progress. Taking a sip of coffee. <laughs> it's decaf, it's late, but I feel I just needed that mood. So that's the first thing. We wanna make sure that we're following a progressive overload training plan. You've got a plan when you go into the gym. And then this, I was actually talking about this with a woman today at the gym, and I've watched her body transform over the last, you know, probably six months. So we were talking about it. And if you're going to the gym and you're not seeing the results, I want to ask you if you're training with intention and intensity. So you do not always have to be maxing out. In fact, I would caution not to be doing that. But you do want to be trying. <laughs> Your workout should not be a walk in the park. So we, everyone always wants to know, well, how much weight should I be lifting? Your last few reps, your last two to three reps should be challenging. You're able to maintain your form. However, the speed of them will probably slow down because you're struggling just a little bit. If you're not reaching that point of struggle, then you're leaving a lot of gains on the table. And this is where working with someone in person becomes very beneficial because I don't, a lot of us are not able to push ourselves like someone else could push us. Like we just don't understand our limits. Now there are some of you out there who can do that. I believe that I am one of those people, but I think also that's partly because I've worked with someone in the past that had pushed me to that edge. So you need to make sure that you're really exerting that effort while you're in the gym. And so that would be the intensity part of it. But then the intent part, this is where filming yourself in the gym becomes like it comes becomes so helpful. Watch yourself moving. Are you moving in that full range of motion or are you doing these partial reps? Like if, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're doing a, an overhead press with dumbbells, are you bringing those dumbbells all the way back down to your shoulders after you reach all the way up to the ceiling? Or are you just stopping like with the dumbbells at your temples or your ears? Come all the way down and then push all the way up. Same thing with your squats. Are you getting at least to parallel or are you just kind of tapping your hips back? This is why box squats, I think, are so beneficial. You get that feel for how deep you, you should be going. What about your leg press? Are you going as deep as you can in the leg press? Um, what about your um, pull-ups or your lat pull-downs? Are you finding that full extension at the top where you get that real big stretch through your lats? Or are you leaving some room on the table? So all of these things are really, really important in terms of the way that you're actually training. 
And then another note on this, right? We talk a lot about rest time in between our sets. If you are, if you don't need that three minutes rest between your compound lifts, like your squat, your deadlift, your bench press, your overhead press, there's a really good chance that you could be pushing harder during those working sets, right? I know, so a lot of times when people come to us and they start strength training, they start breezing through their workouts because, you know, they're doing three sets of like five to eight reps. Well, that doesn't take very long, especially if you're not going very heavy and if you don't need much rest in between your sets. But if you are squatting as heavy as you can for those five reps, that is a cardiovascular endeavor. Like your muscles are going to need time to recover in order for you to hit that top weight for your next following sets. So if you don't feel like you need that rest in between your big compound movements, I would have you assess, can I lift heavier? And chances are the answer to that is yes. So long as you can maintain your form. I don't want anybody sacrificing form in the name of, you know, just in the name of lifting heavy. Like it's called ego lifting. I don't want you adding more weight to the bar just to add more weight to the bar. And then all of a sudden your range of motion is cut in half. But all of these things together are what will ensure that you're getting the most bang from your buck while you are training. So that rest time matters between your sets. Because also, if you don't, let's say you are lifting heavy enough, but you're not resting that full three minutes or so between your sets. Well, then you're also not going to be able to hit as many reps for those following sets if you actually did rest. And if you're not lifting as heavy as you possibly can, then you're also leaving gains on the table. Keep in mind, our goal here is to build muscle, not to look like a bodybuilder, unless that's your goal, but just to like look like we have are putting in the effort that we're putting forth. So those are the big things with training, but also on the flip side of this, we want to make sure we're training in the right way. Are you over training? Do you have rest days in? Does your body have time to recover? Because if your body doesn't have time to recover, it's not going to have time to grow muscle. So if you, are you always just breaking down, breaking down, breaking down the muscle? without giving an opportunity to build like done long gone are the days where we are lifting six days a week, or even like working out six days a week. You've got to give your body time to recover. There is no such thing as overtraining. This is what people say. There's no such thing as overtraining. You're just under recovered. So if you are dreading your workouts, if you are tired during your workouts, if you are not seeing the results of your workouts, Check in. Are you doing too much? That's a very big possibility. A lot of times people will scale back on what they're doing because they are going to like five classes a week. Every time we start a round of our program, I mean, this secrets come out of the woodwork or however that saying goes. Like, okay, I was doing this many group classes and then I was coming home and I was running on the treadmill and then I'm trying to lift after work. Like that is too much. Have I been there? I have been there. And did it work? I mean, maybe it did, but I was in my 30s. Now I understand how my body, like, I wish I knew now what I knew then because I just feel like I would have been ahead of the curve. I mean, we don't know what we don't know. But I'm telling you, if that's you, if you're like getting up early to go to a, a group fitness class or even just your workout, and then you're coming home and doing something else and you're doing cardio at night or vice versa, you're doing your hit class in the morning and then you're lifting at night, 
That is just too much. It's unnecessary. It's a bunch of, bunch of volume that we just don't need. So whether it's strength training or just training or exercising too many days a week, I want to go back to our initial training conversation, this volume. So we don't have to be doing eight different lifts every time we go into the gym. And this is one of those things that changed the most for me once I started following a progressive overload training plan. Like I used to go into the gym and I would be doing like 16 different movements, supersetting this, tri-setting that, circuiting that, burpees in between everything, squat jumps between this and that. That is just too much there. And it's absolutely unnecessary. And I know this still goes on because I see people at the gym doing it. It's not my place to say, hey, Susan, do you know that if you did this, you get better results? Like I'm never going to be that person. But if you see Susan or you are Susan, let's stop doing that. It's not giving you the, bene the benefit that you think it is. Like it's not giving the payoff that you think it is. It feels productive in the moment because you're doing something. But there is absolutely no payoff besides that busyness factor. So allow yourself to chill between sets, cut way back on the volume, right? Four exercises, five exercises, three sets, four sets, sometimes two sets, depending on how your program is, is set up. Like for me, I just started a new mesocycle. So mesocycle, that's what we refer to as blocks with our elemental programming membership. The first part of the mesocycle, I only have two sets of these exercises, right? And that's another way to progress. So then next week I'll have three sets of some of them. So this is how we know we're getting stronger, more conditioned. We start doing more sets. We start doing more reps. We start increasing our weight. These are all forms of progress that I want you guys all to be aware of because I think we all get caught up in the only form of progress is am I getting leaner and is the scale going down? Well, when you're living in maintenance, like I know you know you need to do and I preach it, we have to find these other markers of progress so we don't drive ourselves bonkers when we're in maintenance because we're not seeing like these physical changes that we want, but we're maintaining. That's what we want but I digress. Let's get back to that rest conversation. If you're overtraining, you're not going to see those results. Your muscles aren't going to have time to grow. You will not be getting leaner. Your body's just going to be tired. Chances are your body's going to be inflamed, especially if you're in perimenopause. So if you're in your forties and above, just cut back. Less is more. More is not better. Better is better. And those of you who are short on time, right? This is what we will always tell you. If you go into the gym and all you have time for that day is the big lift, the squat, the bench, the deadlift, that is totally okay because those are a compound movement. They're working multiple muscle groups. You are going to get a lot of benefit from that. So don't let your 30-minute time frame like deter you from doing something. Remember that doing something is always better than doing nothing unless it's a rest day. Take those rest days. Now, the other thing, this is what gets a lot of people, maybe you can guess it as I take another sip of coffee. Are you eating enough? So I wish that lifting weights was all that was needed in order to build muscle. In the beginning, it is. This is why newbies, people who are new to strength training, they start our program, they're in a caloric deficit, but somehow they're able to build muscle. It's because the stimulus of the strength training 
is so novel, it is so new that it forces that muscle to adapt and grow. So that is why new people are able to experience this thing of body recomposition, burning fat, losing fat while building muscle, right? That's like the holy grail. We all want that. Now, the longer you train, the harder that is to actually do. So what do we do about it? You have to eat for your goals, whether you are training for a half marathon, a triathlon, a 5K, eh, 5K maybe, or building muscle, right? You have to feed the muscle. The muscle needs carbohydrates in order to grow. Will you get a little bit softer during this growing phase? Maybe, probably, but it is worth it. Like you have to delay that gratification. How many times have you heard me say that? You have to delay what you want right now for what you want most. So like now, as I record this, it's just about to be December. It is November 30th. Now is a perfect time to be living in maintenance, maybe even a slight surplus. You're wearing sweaters, you're wearing pants. No one's really seeing your body and it really shouldn't matter, but I understand we're humans. I mean, I, I fall into that all the time, but now is a great time to really be living in maintenance, pushing that maintenance and going into the gym and letting your, your macros, your carbohydrates fuel your workouts and help you build that muscle. If you are always eating right now, I'm on this 1500 calorie mark kick. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Like if you are only eating 1500 calories, even 1600 calories, and you're training in the gym and you've been training in the gym, but you're not seeing the results. That's exactly why that's not your maintenance calories. I mean, your body may have adapted down to that, but that's not, those are not the calories that are going to give you the body that you want. And also you are going to have to go through an uncomfortable phase. Even if you do not choose to do a dedicated muscle building phase, you have to get uncomfortable in your skin in order to get to the other side. And this honestly was just made apparent to me as, you know, I, I have an amazing monthly community and the majority of the time, the majority of the people are in maintenance. And so we talk a lot about the struggles of maintenance. I am not immune to the struggles of maintenance, um, although they're easier now because of the years that I have under my belt. But your first two go-arounds in maintenance, maybe even three, once you get into the thick of maintenance, and especially this time of year, when a lot of times we just, we hold on to a little more weight than normal, we're not moving as much, we're eating denser foods, we've got a couple holidays, so maybe the scale does uptick five pounds, that's beyond normal, like that is beyond normal, our bodies shift and flow with the seasons, but it gets hard this time of year, because we're feeling all of those things, right, we're like, oh, I'm just a little softer than I want to be, Right. I've had the holidays. I've had Thanksgiving. I had the pie, I had the potatoes. I have whatever. And we want to have those things. We're cool with it. Right. But sometimes it does impact the way that we feel, or even mentally, since we're not in that fat loss phase, we just, we just feel differently, but you have to get through this challenging part of maintenance. If you want to get on the other side. Now, the good news is the longer you do this, the less of that feeling you're going to get. Why? Because you're going to have an an even denser foundation of muscle. And the more muscle you have, the easier it is to maintain your weight and your level of leanness, even in maintenance. And we talked about this in the last podcast that I just did with Dr. Lisa, Dr. Lisa Madalena, right? And I, it was a light bulb that went off because she brought this up and I was like, oh my gosh, 
That is why even when I'm in, like not to toot my own horn, but to let y'all know what is possible, once you have like this solid foundation of muscle, which PS takes years to build, which during those building years, you have to get in that uncomfortable spot. You have to feel, I hate even saying this word, you have to feel that fluffiness. You have to feel that a little bit of softness. You have to get a little bit uncomfortable knowing that it's for the greater good. Everything is temporary. All of it is temporary. But if you can't fight through this part, if you can't understand this is part of the bigger picture and move past it, you're never going to get to where you want to go. And I know you don't want that. Like, I want you to feel confident in your skin. I want you to have that look that you want, whatever it is. I'm not here to tell you what that desired look should be. You get to choose, right? But I am saying, if it's a certain look that is lean and athletic, you have to get uncomfortable. And that doesn't, I'm not saying you need to work out more and you need to eat less. The uncomfortable part is sitting with yourself when you don't look the way that you want to look. And this is why, like this journey can be a journey in personal development, allowing you to say, I am not defined by how I look. The way that I look is just a part of me. It is not, it does not define me. It is not the most interesting thing about me. People don't like you because of the way that you look. You need to not just like you when you look a certain way, right? You have to be able to sit with yourself no matter what it is that you look like. This is a huge opportunity to practice self-compassion. Can you love yourself when your body doesn't look the way that you want it to look? And I'm not saying you need to love your body. I'm saying, can you respect yourself? Can you love yourself even when your body doesn't look the way that you want it to look? This like another um, quote about this is like, you wouldn't, you don't just love your kids when they're acting the way that you want them to act, right? That's not how, that's not, that's not love. That's definitely conditional love. And again, I'm not saying that you need to love your body. I know that's a huge ask, but we don't need to hate. We don't need to hate our bodies, especially, well, not even especially, I'm not even going to say that sit with it, sit with that discomfort. It is a huge opportunity and area for growth. And once you get a couple years under your belt, you're going to get to the other side. The problem is most people won't get there because they won't sit with that discomfort. Growth is hard. And I will talk about this in um, my end of the year wrap up, but I'm going to tease it right now. I personally feel I'm in this area of growth right now and it is killing me. It is hard. It is uncomfortable. I do not like it and I want to quit. That is the same as living in maintenance. We do not like it. Our body doesn't feel the way that we want it to. We want to quit. We want to go back into fat loss. But all that's going to do is keep us exactly where we are. So allow this, allow this physical transformation to be something even more. Can you allow it to be something more than just the way that you look? Can you allow it to be a practice in personal development? And I can only say it because I'm on the other side of it. I, I, I'm sure I, if I took the time, I could find all the pictures so you could see my body in different phases. The thing is, 
You don't notice it. As an onlooker, you don't notice it, probably for the most part. The only people who really notice these small shifts are us because we're hyper fixated on the way that we look and we're just zooming in on these problem areas and we're poking and we're prodding and we're pinching. We're literally making a mountain out of a molehill. But if you can zoom out and see the bigger picture, you're really not having these big shifts that you think you are. Um, so back to the topic at hand, why we don't look like we're putting the effort in at the gym, not eating enough. That's that's the huge one. Not training hard enough in the gym. Um, not following a plan. Those are really the big things under recovering. So with that, I'm just going to talk about sleep real quickly. How many times have we talked about sleep on the podcast? Right? Does everyone understand? Seven hours. Seven hours. You've got to get your sleep. You must get your sleep. You've got to go to bed. Why? That's when our body recovers, especially those of us in our 40s. We're like toddlers. We need our sleep. Otherwise, we get cranky. Right? So... Get your sleep so that your muscles can grow and you are ready for all the stuff that you have to do the next day. Right now, there's a very good chance, there's a very good chance that you are under a huge amount of stress. Just, I have conversations with women all day, every day, whether you are a member of my community or you are out in the wild. I had a lovely conversation with someone at the gym, another conversation. <laughs> I talk to people at the gym a lot. That's why it takes me so long to work out. Um, but I don't think people understand really the stress that they're under right now. I think it's effects of COVID and life has changed significantly, but we don't understand. Like we're not far enough away from it to where we can look back and see how much has changed. But if you're always stressed, also your body is stressed and that's your body will not thrive when it's perceiving constant threats. So sleep is just one way, and it's one of the best ways we can recover from that stress. A big part of it is managing our perception of the stress. Remember, therapy conversation. Oftentimes we need someone else to help walk us through these situations or just get stuff off of our chests. But how does this tie back to I work out, but I don't look like I work out? If you're overly stressed, you're not going to have the physical results that you want. Um, eating enough, sleeping enough. When it comes to the midsection, got to always check in with alcohol. Yeah, not, saying, not telling you not to do it. Just telling you to be really picky and choosy and tie it back to our sleep conversation. Um, it's messing with your sleep. Sleep's going to mess with the muscles. Muscles are going to mess with the way that you look. So really doesn't serve, doesn't, doesn't add to our lives. So be really judicious in when you choose to imbibe how often and how much, but those are the big things. I mean, I would really encourage you to take a look at your training. Are you getting that full range of motion? Are you challenging yourself with the weights? One way, one thing that I've noticed come up is, um, if the weight that you lift is not changing, from when you are living in maintenance to when you go into fat loss, I would venture to guess you could lift more when you are in maintenance, okay? So earlier this year, I started a fat loss phase probably May, 
end of April, May. And I did hit a deadlift PR in the beginning of that fat loss phase. But after that, it was downhill. So think about it. If your maintenance macros, if you're having at least 200 grams of carbohydrates while you're in maintenance, 200, 220, 230, yes, that is possible. Um, many of our clients, myself included, that's the carbohydrates that we eat when we're in maintenance. If you go from 230 grams of carbs down to 150, 130 grams of carbs, you're going to notice a difference in your training. And if you're not, this is when I would say, okay, if you are hitting the same numbers with hundred grams or with hundred less grams of carbohydrates, you could be pushing harder when you are in maintenance. So again, just really check yourself. If you've never worked with a trainer in person, you might not know your limits. Like you should be cussing at the end. It should be really, really hard. Not every single set. Not every single exercise, but definitely towards the end of your mesocycle, definitely um, your big compound lifts. Those are the ones that we really want to be pushing the envelope. So, and that's the nice thing about like our programming membership or our VIP community. Like you can submit a video. We want to see your working set. So then Alejandra can go in and say, okay, if this is, if this is your working set, you need to increase your weight because she can tell by watching you move, mm, you could increase your weight there. And I know sometimes we're afraid, but what's the worst thing that's going to happen? But you don't get it. You just don't get it. With deadlifts, this is why I like deadlifts more than squats, because if a deadlift is too heavy, you just can't pick it up. Whereas a squat, you might not figure out it's too heavy until you're like halfway down and then you got to like bail. But if it's too heavy, you just don't do as many reps. And then you know. So get a little, get a little like curious there, push yourself, see what actually happens. Um, but those are the big reasons you guys, I want you to get the results that you want, but it doesn't come from overtraining, under eating. You've got to periodize your nutrition. You've got to push yourself in the weight room. You can't do too much and you have to manage your stress. So that's all I got for you. Please let me know if you have questions on this. Like when you listen on Spotify, I think you can submit questions. I'm not totally clear how it all works, um, but I think that you can. But also if you have a question, a follow-up question, always shoot me a DM on Instagram. And yeah, I am being active on TikTok now. So that's a new thing for me if you are on the TikTok and... Yeah, that's it. You guys have a wonderful night, day, whatever it is. And I'll talk to you next week with Miss Tara Woodland.